0: From the 888 Entervator port in the Parfum spaceship, I soon found the quiet hallway of my assignment for my last yarn rip. I was early, so I headed to an empty enterjohn beside the fat white ninja chocolate finger dipper bistro, closed and bolted the door, and undid my slacks. As I shucked myself to climax into the bowl, the blue knitter-critter frog that hopped around inside the enterjohn glared at me. Hey, sh-hopper, it said. This porcelain pooper is for select evacuations. Here in Seattle Seattleama, if you want that kind of fun, go to Town Tea and Pillow Room on 621 or Mr. Matto's Hanky Parlor on 622. Be sure to mention me, Enter John Frog, the Seattleama sh-hopper, for a ten percent discount on your first visit. His speech doubled in speed. This offer may not be combined with any other and is time limited for twenty-three hours and forty-three minutes starting now. It is not redeemable for credit and the terms and conditions of this offer may change at any time. SO-94B. After splashing myself with water, I hurried out guiltily. For the next quarter hour I paced the hallway anxiously, trying to convince myself that there wasn't anything wrong with me, that my root wasn't rotting, and that the frog wasn't going to report me to the authorities.' The stores here were filled with Electro logo T-shirts with celebs' faces, the towers, and all manner of logos. There were plush dolls of characters and critters. I saw miniatures of the city made out of every conceivable material, wood, metal, meat, light, and ice. In one store was a selection of carved mini-entervators with suspension wire kits. I stopped for a moment. The most famous entervators were all there, the ring bell, sky pod, the infinite puddle. But I didn't see the Europa show house. I thought of Vada and my roots started to stiffen again. I thought about finding another john one without an annoying knitter critter, but by now it was almost time for the rip. The place Wither had described was an intersection of plain hallways where the lights were dim and clumps of dust littered the floor. The cloth was supposed to head toward the main shopway, so I waited around the corner. Soon, hard-soled footsteps approached. A man in a bright yellow suit came around the corner. He was watching a screen in his hand and didn't even see me as he passed. I relaxed, but a moment later, I heard several small grunts, a muffled scream, and the pas de deux footwork a woman in a mahogany drap to berry suit stumbled from the doorway on the right. She slammed into the opposite wall, fell to the floor, and let out a raw cry. An instant later she was silent, but her body twitched like a dead spider. I started toward her to help, but a hazy shimmer appeared in the air between us. I heard hard breathing, the shape bent over the Drapdeberry woman and pulled a rough, heather scarf from around the woman's neck. I guessed that the scarf was being tucked into an invisible pocket, but it looked like the material was pushed into another dimension. I moved to back away, and the hazy figure came at me. I was shoved backward and might have been knocked to the floor, but I grabbed onto the shimmer with my yarn pulls and stayed afoot. I waited, ready to defend myself but saw and heard nothing. Seconds passed, and then I heard footsteps quickly disappear down the hallway. It was gone. Drap Berry had come to rest with her face toward the wall, but when I stepped over her, I was surprised to find her eyes and mouth wide open. She looked like she was frozen in screaming pain, and even as I touched her neck to feel for a pulse, I knew something terrible had just happened. Turning, I ran before it happened to me.